You are listening to The Rant with David King. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by the goat, you know the, you know the thing. Doggy do on his shoes. Billy's dad is a fudge packer. Millions, as you witnessed, who are scared right now. What do you say to Americans who are watching you right now who are scared? Uh, I say that you're a terrible reporter. That's what I say. Go ahead. I've been saying it. I've been saying it for 10 damn years. Ain't I been saying it, Miguel? Huh? I've been saying it. Good to be back on this Tuesday. A lot to talk about. I got a special guest today on the rant. John Autry, creator of the cartoon series Swampy and Fangs. It's a pretty funny show. I really enjoy it. You can catch all those new episodes and content on TikTok and Instagram. How are you, John? I am fantastic. How are you? I am doing great. We have a new segment that we're going to be starting here hopefully soon, and John will be a guest uh, on occasion. Uh, John, you're a pretty talented guy. I I don't know really how else to put this, but you seem like you're a pretty talented creator. Uh, I don't want to put you in like a box because it seems like, you know, you're someone who is, you're making Swampy and Fangs. It's a cartoon show, but I don't think you're a cartoonist or like a comedian, but you that is what you're working on. But it seems like you have some range where you could – maybe doing do some other things like maybe even write or do a like a movie or a tv show what what are your thoughts on something like that i like a lot of different things and um i'm willing to try just about anything so like i've i've dipped my toes in various things i'll i'll tr- i'll try stuff out see if i like it like i've been learning more about uh drawing recently and like drawing and uh, I've, I've been trying to learn watercolor skills that sort of thing so i i've like like I said, I I like to dip my toes in things, and uh, I've I think the cartooning has been going pretty well. So um, that's been my primary focus over the past year. What 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 drove you to create Swampy and Fangs? Uh well, it was a thing that I did when I was a kid, and I thought the characters worked very well, and they. I discovered the Adobe software character animator, which you can use and it's very easy to use. And I thought it, that it would be a perfect platform to develop the Swampy and Fangs characters. Well, it's pretty funny. I think everybody who's seen it has liked it. You have a pretty good fan base growing on there too. It seems like it exploded really quickly. I mean, you have people sending you fan art and, and, and whatnot. So it's pretty neat to see it. Well, thank you. Um, I think, you have an excellent insight on into movies and TV shows and, and you have like a perspective that maybe the average viewer doesn't have. And, uh, which is why I think it's fun to talk to you about movies and TV shows that, because I get a different point of view than maybe I would have gotten from someone who just went and saw it. Mm-hmm. Um, which is why I think it's, it's good that I have you here because I really love talking about these things and, and I think it's going to be a fun segment. Um, 
Oh, I lost my place on my notes. Oh, Sorry, folks. I come know. On. Uh, we have this segment we're going to start doing. John's going to come on every once in a, in a while, and we're going to just break down movies and TV shows. And I figure it would be a fun one to do would be the, Bub, the book of Bubba Fett, which just finished up its first season on Disney+. Plus. Uh, for those of you who don't know what the book of Bubba Fett is, it's created by John Favreau and stars Tamura Morrison, which I'm sure I butchered his first name. <laughs> He's uh he stars as Bubba Fett, and then you have Ming Dan Wen as Fennec Shand. Beat it, butcher her name. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and I'll tell you what, um, she's fifty nine years old. Really? But she is. I don't know what she's doing, but she needs to write a book. She looks good. No kidding. She's pretty. Wow. In fact, I think she's older than um, the guy that plays Bubba Fett, and he looks like he's archaic like he looks like he came out of the ground as a mummy he definitely does like you can like it was funny when he came back on the mandalorian last year he was um a bit beefy and uh, i saw yeah. him and, and i was like i you know like i'm not sure about this like I'm, I'm into it but you know he's definitely a little chonky around the middle he's a bit fat a for bit a guy that was in a sarlacc pit baba fat <laughs> and he's old yeah and uh that doesn't really quite add up no, but he, he makes it work. Um, the story starts off where Star Wars Episode Six kind of ended, um, kind of. The the timeline's a bit w weird, but it that's kind of where it is. Uh, well, around and um, where we see Boba Fett in the Sarlacc pit and him basically crawl out and then proceeds to lay claim to Mos Espa as a crime lord of such, blah, 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 the gist of it. That's the gist of the, the plot. Yeah. Um, what did you think of the series ending? I really liked it. Did you? Yeah. The, the final episode? I did, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, it was explosive, and uh, it was one of those things where it's 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 the kind of scenario where you, like, it's the kind of thing when you're a kid, when you're playing with all your toys in, in your room, it's the same kind of thing that you, that you would do. It's just, you know, everyone's fighting. You just throw a raincore in there running around for no reason. I love the raincore. Yeah. I did. The, the final episode was probably the Mandalorian only episode aside that was the best episode yeah period i so. mean hands down yeah um to start off with like what i think are some good points like you know john favreau and dave filoni they they create really great characters mm -hmm. and i think that's pretty prevalent in this sh entire series we have some really interesting characters i mean they even make sand people somewhat interesting yeah even though i really wasn't a huge fan of the sand people in this show what no i, I just i there's too much sand people what? There's never enough sand people. There's too much sand people. <laughs> Look, um, I'm going to cut right to the point. I I didn't think this was all that great. Really? I think at the end of it all, I mean, I was holding out for, I think we all were, where it's like where you're watching the show and you're saying, well, that was a slow episode. Okay, that's fine. And the yeah. next one's kind of slow. And you're like, okay, that's fine. Yeah. And you're just kind of wondering, like, where is this going? Yeah. And then, but you feel like in the, in your heart to heart, it's like, okay, it's going to build up to something. They're yeah. kind of putting all the pieces in place and then it's going to go somewhere. But then it, it feels like to me, like what episode seven was is that should have been like episode four. Like, mm -hmm. I feel like we could have got to that point much faster and we could have had a little more substance, a little more meat and potatoes. I just felt like it was a lot of fluff and filler and, yeah. and it just wasn't really anything real interesting. That's the problem I have. I, uh, I, I don't completely agree with you, but I don't completely disagree. I'm kind of in the middle. The, um, I, and I was telling someone this the other day when they, uh, when they announced that they were making the Boba Fett show, like they've been talking about doing something with that character for a long time. And at, at, like when they announced it, like, I guess last year or like a year and a half ago, 
I, I said, well, we already have a show about a bounty hunter now. Yeah. Like, what's the point? And I like that they went and they they did something interesting with it. Like he's it's, it's he's making a crime lord, like he's making a, a crime syndicate, which is pretty cool. But like you said, I, I think there were a lot of slow parts in the beginning, and, and there was a lot of um, just just filler. But I, like over, like I think. I think they've set things up. I think maybe the next season will be better because everything's been established. Now you can really have your fun. Yeah. And that's a fair enough. I, I understand what you're saying. They've gotten all the kind of fluff out of the way. So now we could maybe go somewhere with this character, but yeah. And like, and they've, <laughs> and they're done like filling you in, in on his backstory too. Cause that took up a lot of the show, but like they, they kept the, flipping back and forth. And that would have been fine. But the backstory was just boring. It's just like him hanging out with sand people who nobody really, I mean, these are barbaric people that it's like, eh, you're trying to, it's, it would, it's not like the last of the Mohicans, right? I'm not watching a show where I don't know, or, or for instance, the last samurai is what I think of mm. with, with Tom Cruise. Yeah. It's like, I'm not watching a, a Western man yeah. uh, basically taken prison by a group of samurais because yeah. samurais are in and of themselves are like an interesting culture. Yeah. Whereas the sand people are just sand people. They just kind of hang out and cause chaos. Well, so why are we getting so much sand people? Well, like if, if you remember in, in the last season of the Mandalorian, they kind of developed the sand people a little bit more to make like, they kind of turn them more into like a native American kind of uh, situation. Whereas it's like they have their own culture and, and they right. come in and, and help the town. So that's kind of what they were doing with this. And, and I, like, I agree with you, but like, I thought it was fine. It was like those, those episodes with the same people were, were watchable. But my, I think my biggest complaint is that's that situation has been done before and it's, it's not, it didn't feel fresh or new. Well, yeah. When we, in regards to when was it done before? Like, what do you mean? Just, just in, in movies in general, like oh. something like dancing with wolves or. Yeah. Well, the funny thing about the episode seven was they pulled a lot of cues from the Godfather. If you watch, if you look at what mm. some things that they said and some of the, the, the script there, there's a little spaghetti Western and a yep. little bit of Godfather in episode seven. So they're using other movies as kind of like a fallback, right? which is fine if you do it a little bit, but it can become a little bit like, okay. You've done it three or four times, so I'm I'm picking up what you're doing. There's yeah. really no creativity here. You're just taking a little bit of this, 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 and putting it, making it a different movie. But I do think it's funny that you brought up that we already have a story about a bounty hunter. Yeah. Because I remember when we saw that first kind of advertisement for the season one of Mandalorian. Yeah. Not knowing anything about it, not even he seeing the trailer, nothing. Just saw the picture. I was like, oh. Bubba Fett. Yeah. <laughs> this is a story about Bubba Fett. Yeah. And then everyone's like, no, no, no. This is like something completely different. Yeah. And so I'm like, well, oh, okay. Well, that's cool. But they had already kind of said that there was always rumors speculating that they were going to make a Bubba Fett show. Yeah. So that's why I was like, oh, they're doing it finally. Right. And I always felt like the Mandalorian storyline and his plot was supposed to be Bubba Fett's story. Yeah. I could, I could see that. Because that seems more appropriate for Bubba Fett's character. Because the story we got now where he's like, well, I'm just retiring and I'm going to be a crime lord. It's like, that doesn't really fit what we had in Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, well, like, to be fair, we really don't have a whole lot of that character in the original movies. It's just he's in for like 30 seconds and that's it. So anything anything about the character has just been added on by fans over the years. But, uh, I, like, I, I agree. It's kind of, um, like, like, he's he's... He's very, 
I don't want to say weak, but he's very mellow, and it's not really the character that I thought that we were going to get, but, uh, you know, I'm willing to go with it. Yeah, well, that's just it. Like, it, it, we didn't know anything about Bubba Fett, but we did kind of have this idea that, okay, he's a bounty hunter. He, he, may, he clearly works for the Empire, yeah. so he's not necessarily a good guy. Yeah. He may not be a bad guy. He could be neutral for yeah. all we know, but he is a mysterious character, and Part of that mysteriousness is probably why he was so interesting for a guy that really had a couple lines and yeah. if you blink, you missed he was even there uh-huh. and died very quickly in yeah. the, the next movie. But he didn't die. But he didn't die. He survived. Everybody's like, no, he's not dead, which, you know, <laughs> and I'll get to the to, to my, my thought on that. But, yeah, when I was expecting the book of Bubba Fett to be kind of like more season one Mandalorian before Mandalorian got tied up with, with Grogu. Uh It was like him doing like him going around and actually being a bounty hunter because it would have been an interesting thing to go see all the kind of the dark side of that, that galaxy. Cause you got to think a bounty hunter is going to be in all the weird, bad places. You could have introduced new, all these different characters and all these different scenarios. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like the sky's the limit because Mando, he's going off and doing, you know, from the he's got Grogu, and it seems like he's trying to. Well, now after this previous episode, he he needs to go reinstate his his um. He lost his whatever you call it because he took his helmet off. His man card. He has Mandalorian card. Yeah, he has Mandalorian card. Yeah, that's good. Go. I like yeah. that. You, well, you helped me with that one. Yeah. I'll give you credit. Uh, so he lost it because he took his helmet off. So now the only way he can get it back is if he bathes in like some lake in yeah. the, the land of Mandalorian. But that was nuked. Which I'm I'm very <clears throat> sad because no like no one I know and I'm sure you probably won't either nobody and I know will get this reference uh, but in Purple Rain there is uh, <laughs> there, there's there's a there's a line where, where Prince says you have to go bathe in the in the waters of Lake Minnetonka and like that's the first <laughs> thing I thought of when I when I when I saw that scene oh, uh, that's pr- it would have been better if Prince showed up and told him that I would love it if Prince was in uh, Boba Fett and it made it more interesting yeah yeah so I just you're right about his character and here's my thing about the Boba Fett character is that he's not a leader in this show at all if you really like break it down um you know he doesn't feel like a strong character to me in this show he actually almost feels like he's more of the sidekick than the superhero yeah it's the best way I can describe it I mean after all I mean shit you know the last three episodes you know the two of the last three episodes didn't even feature him I mean, yeah. in what world? Yeah. I mean, would you have a if you had a show about Batman? Would you yeah. take Batman completely out of an entire episode? Probably not. But they did it with this, which felt really weird, and then it felt even more awkward when you realize, oh wait a minute, that that episode when it was just Mandalorian, like that was the best episode of the season right. so far, yeah, and the most interesting one. It's it, you know, I was thinking about that about that too, and it's strange because. Like Mando, he's very quiet and reserved, and like, like even when he doesn't say much of anything, he's still very engaging and, and interesting to watch. In fact, I'd make the argument that he's better when he doesn't say a lot because yeah. in season two he spoke more, and it was like, it, I thought season one was almost better than season mm-hmm. two, mm-hmm. and it might have been just because he had more dialogue yeah. that was kind of unnecessary. But I like his mysteriousness; it's part of why I like, he's such a good character. Yeah, and again, but that goes to my point that. You know, this story, Mandalorian's story, feels like it should have been Bubba Fett's story. That's why it's so much more compelling and such a better series than this one. Yeah. 
because it just doesn't align with what you'd expect his character to act like. You just don't expect Bubba Fett, who is literally, before he falls into the Sarlacc pit because of Luke Skywalker or whoever Thanks, shoots Luke. him. Yeah, someone shoots him or something. I don't know. And so you would think if he crawls out, he might be a little more vindictive. Yeah. It's like, I'm going to get back at Luke, or maybe I'm just going to try to get back to doing what I was doing. Why is it that he has, okay, maybe he got, they don't explain a whole lot of, well, where does all of his money come from? Because he has all these credits to hire gangsters. That's a good question, yeah. Did he steal that from when he killed the dude that was holding Jabba's throne? I mean, we don't know. There's a lot of, un, that's unexplained. Yeah. For, for me, it would have been so much cooler to see him come out of that pit and it would be like, okay, this is days after Jabba's killed. Yeah. And then tie him into, you know, the last ep there, episode six. Mm -hmm. Even if it's like, oh, we can watch the Death Star explode. Yeah. That's fanfare. Everybody uh -huh. would have loved to see that. Yeah. And then now he's inside. Now he could be involved somehow with the Republic or, you know, the, the, the rebel forces trying to reinstate order and trying to build a government. He could have been involved with maybe either trying to thwart that or maybe he's trying to like, hey, I'll work with you since the empire's out. I need to make some money. Yeah. That would have been a much more interesting story than him crawling out of the pit and living with sand people for four or five episodes and then magically meeting. I mean, I get it. It's like they're trying to cover. And that's another thing. We don't actually know how long he was with the sand people. He certainly yeah. wasn't in the Sarlacc pit for five years. No. He had to have been with, because in theory, the Mandalorian starts four years after episode six somewhere yeah so there's no way he was in that pit for more than a couple of days he would have died of starvation or whatever probably yeah so he, he was probably with the sand people for <laughs> for a couple of years is what i would but imagine. but you wouldn't get that impression from the way the show was out right it seemed like he was with them for maybe a few months well if, if, if we're going with the um with the time with the timeline th theory then we also have to mention how i think tamira morrison's like 62 or so and i think if you add up the math, I think he's supposed to be like 40. I I like him as an actor. I yeah. think he was great for uh, the the prequels and stuff. But, yeah. um, and I understand like they wanted to keep with the look because he's technically a clone of his dad. Mm -hmm. I just think maybe they should have done something different. I think they could have, they should have chose a different actor. He should have been. And, and here's the thing. You could have went with him. Maybe you keep Bubba Fett's helmet on for, you know, those first few year, first few episodes. And then you say, okay, for five years later. Yeah. And then I meet Mando. Yeah. Because you could have said, okay, he gets out of the Sarlacc pit. He's dealing with the rebel forces and he's kind of being a, a protagonist or an antagonist, whatever mm -hmm. it is. And you could have Han and all these other characters being introduced to it or something, yeah. or maybe not just have him dealing with the rebel forces. And then it goes, and you could even tie in him losing his armor that way. Maybe he gets into a fight and he, has to ditch his armor and then he never gets back to it. Then eventually yeah. he runs into the Mandalorian five years later or something. Mm -hmm. and then, okay, now everything's matched up. Yeah. You could have had so much more content there yeah. or substance rather. Mm -hmm. I just, I'm, I didn't get it. Not this time. Eh, I didn't mind it. <laughs> this is the typical response I get from you. It's like, that's ah, okay. <laughs> I love though. I mean, look, I, I appreciate the detail though, that, John Favreau and, and Dave Filoni put into these shows because they all tie in with canon outside of the movies. So yeah. like, um, for instance, uh, the Clone Wars animated series, mm -hmm. a lot of what you see, if you didn't watch the Clone Wars animated series, which I didn't. Yeah. Nor, nor I, nor, I don't think a lot of, well, I think the diehard fans probably did, but 
casual fans probably didn't as I much. I think it's one of those things. Well, like of course, if, if you're a diehard fan of any age, you're like you probably have seen it. But it's, I think it's one of those shows where if you grew up when it was on, then you definitely watched it. And I, th- I think a lot of those fans who are now like in their early twenties, they're the ones who are like really made for these new shows because they like like they've got like I, I i have no idea like about a lot like a lot of this stuff from the clone wars and uh and then everyone else is like oh yeah that's that thing and i'm like i, I thought i was a star wars fan i don't know what any of this is no i realized very quickly like i am the most mediocre star wars fan on the face <laughs> of the planet i don't know it's like cad bane his character which right. cad bane when he first showed up i was like oh that guy's really cool yeah but he must be significant beyond what from I'm the, seeing. Yeah, from the Clone Wars. And and uh, and I was like, I kind of like his character. He's kind of yeah. a badass. Mm-hmm. But and then they kill him. And then they kill him. Yeah. yeah, I know. And it's like, well, if you watch the Clone Wars, you know these guys have a history. It's like, okay, no. Yeah. First and foremost, if you're going to tie in, it this goes with any movie or TV show. If if you're telling me that I have to know what happened in the Clone Wars. Yeah. To understand what's going on between Bubba Fett and Cad Bane, yeah, then you should probably try to quickly explain that in the show that I'm watching. Mm-hmm. Don't make me have to go back and search through the car, the the, uh, <laughs> the catalogs of Star Wars fan fiction and canon and whatever else, <laughs> so that I can understand what happened in a five second scene. That's the thing too is there's like there's like seven seasons of that show, and uh, like a, a friend of mine told me. Like, like, like you don't have to watch all of it, but like you just have to watch some like key episodes. And, and I assume that's true because I, I tried watching it from the first season and, and, and I'm like, this is okay. I just, you know, it, it's not really my jam. I couldn't get into it because it was too cartoony for me. Yeah. It's a little like, like the first season I think is pretty, is very juvenile in some moments, but uh, supposedly it gets, I think it gets pretty dark and interesting the further it goes, but I, I haven't made it that far. I haven't even began to watch it, yeah. but I guess I need to so I can understand what the heck is going on. Back in my day, we only had three Star Wars movies, yes. and we were happy about it. <laughs> and then they came up with three prequels, and we complained that they were terrible, and then Disney was like, hold my beer, and then came up with these last three, which were even worse. <clears throat> when I was a kid, we had the three movies, and we had two made-for-TV Ewok movies, oh. and we had a droid cartoon show, and that was it. That was a, That's a deep cut there, it man. Is. That's nobody. Yeah. There's probably people who have no idea that... That those droid shows came out i'm, I'm all about the uh, the the uh, the very deep cuts that's a good one <laughs> and the star wars holiday special lest we forget that oh we had to buy that black market vhs <laughs> to get to see that crap i i'll be honest with you uh this and, and another thing that i was I, I think is bad is that you know bubba fett's supposed to be kind of this crime lord boss guy yeah. you know and so if you're a crime boss you're supposed to be a good leader mm-hmm and I just don't see the leadership in in him at all. Like he's just kind of like it goes back to my previous comment, which he feels like a sidekick. You know, he doesn't he doesn't really lead anything, uh, at least not really. And he spends for the first half of the season being explained how it works to be the daimyo of yeah. Mos Espa by uh, by you know Fennec Shan. Yeah. She just literally is telling him how everything works, and he's just like okay. <laughs> and then for and then you know she pretty much calls all the shots at least for half the, the season she's telling him what to do well she's like his conciliary from uh, godfather so. yeah i guess but it <laughs> it it seems too much like he doesn't make enough decisions for himself and yeah. in fact it's like the in episode seven where they're inside that the blown up bar and he's like we could re- we need to go back to jabba's palace and he go back to the palace yeah and, and his little chick from the scooter gang 
was like, no, no, you need to stay here and fight, even yeah. though that's clearly suicidal. Mm -hmm. And he's just like, okay, we'll stay. <laughs> like, no thought to it. No, like, uh -huh. I'm running this show. You wench, sit down. <laughs> Go get on your scooter and drive away. Like, there's nothing to it. She's like, okay. And then the Mando's like, really? <laughs> I have to stay here with you because it's the way. Right, right. You dumbass, make a better decision. Yeah. So, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, it just, to me, it, they, great character, but it was poorly written. Uh, I wouldn't say it was poorly written. I think it was, um, uh, let me think, not poorly edited, just um, like not, uh, it's, 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 it's kind of a hard one to, uh, to like there's, there's something missing from it, but I, I can't quite say what it is. It's because um, the writing's fine, I think. It's, um, I, I, th I think maybe it's just not, it doesn't flow completely perfectly, but completely perfectly. That's horrible. It, it doesn't flow. Listen, we're not scholars here, John. <clears throat> I want to be. I want to be smart. Yeah. No, it's fine. I can talk gooder, I promise. You better. I will. Or you're never coming back here again. Okay. Do you understand what the rant is? This yeah. isn't a this is a well-established podcast, and it's rooted in professionalism. Yeah. If you can't be good enough, I'm never calling you back. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're right. The tempo's off. Yeah. I think I think you're onto something there because God forbid if this show was forty five minutes to an hour long. Yeah. And not thirty minutes, it it really would be like woof. Because it okay. I think for all the good that John Favreau's done, this one's a flop. And the only reason why I say it's a flop is because it really truly feels a lot like episode seven, eight, nine, where it's like, we need to make this. Yeah. Because we want to. But we need to, but we don't have really any ideas. Well, that's the thing. I I, I kind of feel like this, like it's too late for this now. Like if, if they wanted to do this, they should have done it a while ago. And now, like like I said earlier, like Mandalorian's here. You don't really need the Boba Fett story now because because mm -hmm. it's it's another bounty hunter. So like they've had to kind of stretch and figure it out. There was um I I, I want to say this was like five or six years ago. Um, I think his name's James Mangold, who made uh, the, the Logan, the Wolverine movie. He did mm -hmm. Walk the Line, like a lot of good movies. He was uh, contracted to make a Boba Fett movie, and and it was, I think it was going to be like violent. I, I don't know. I don't know if if, if they're going to, you know, if, if it was going to be like R or or whatever. But um, that was on the books, and I think when they greenlit. Um, the Mandalorian, they just, they just axed the Boba Fett movie idea. So Disney axed it. I think I I can't remember. It's been a long time since I read that, but it, it was it was going to happen by that guy. So I, I'd be very curious to know. Was what, that supposed to be like a Star Wars story? I think so. Yeah. Well, see, that would make more sense. Yeah. It's probably easier to make a a movie yeah. off a character that you really don't. There's no story that we don't really know anything about him. Right. And he is a kind of a darker character anyway, because he was working for the Empire. Yeah, yeah, he could have been. That could have been good. Could have been a good movie. Yeah, and the, and Logan. That guy under yeah, him. well, yeah. no kidding. Why does it seem like Disney is making so many mistakes with Star Wars? Well, I think it. Um, I'm not 100 percent in that band camp of of i am <laughs> i know you're a follower you follow all like all the no i don't i don't listen to i'm telling you these are my thoughts <laughs> well, i i really dread think about it this way before we go on hold your thought 
because this is this is key. When you think about a good movie, mm-hmm. you'll watch it. You go, "Wow, that was really good." Yeah, and then you'll have no issue, or you'll want to watch it again and watch it a million times. Mm-hmm. Episode six, um, four, five, and six. Yeah, I can. I can't count how many times I've watched those, and right. I would watch them anytime if they're on TV. I will stop what I'm doing to watch them. They're yeah. that good. Yeah, and even to some degree. I'll give the prequels some time before I'm like, okay, I'm done. Yeah. But I don't have the desire to watch those even as much as I do four, five, six. They're just that good. Same thing like with Die Hard. The Die Hard movies. Like I can watch Die Hard every Christmas. And it's like the first time I'm watching it because I just love that movie. It's You're so a Die Hard fan for Die Hard. I am. Seven, eight, nine. Yeah. I've watched them one time, except for uh the the second one. Yeah. Eight. Was that Rise of Skywalker? No, it's Last Jedi. Yeah, you're right. Last Jedi. Yeah. Okay. That one I've watched twice. Mm-hmm. I have literally no desire to see them again. They're that to me, they're just that bad. Like they're so frustrating to watch. I'm like, well, first and foremost, episode seven is literally episode four, just repackaged yeah. up with some new characters. Yeah, for sure. It's a slap in the face to all of us. It's what it is. Yeah. And then episode and then and and honestly, like the Force Awakens set uh episode eight is the better one of the three. Yeah. For sure. Because it is different, even though I don't like what they did to Luke and then and neither did, but but it, according to the show, you can see like when they flash back to Luke, you can see this guy's—he's not a great teacher. Uh, it make it well, they're playing sense. off that now. Well, well, I mean they are, but at, at the same time, it's—I uh, mean it—it it, it makes sense. Like it's well, like, he can do, and those who can't do, teach. Yes, but uh, <clears throat> but like if if you um like if you look back at the. At the, uh, I guess Empire Strikes Back, at the way that Luke kind of uh, behaves around Yoda initially, he's not exactly the most patient guy. So it kind of make like they kind of play into that again with the uh, with the Boba Fett show, and it I, like it it seemed to flow pretty naturally to me. Yeah, I, I, I think that the cherry on top for me was the last episode. So it's episode nine. That was horrible. I mean, I'm like trash but that but that's direct reflection on the decision making at disney that goes back to why do i why is disney messing this up and it why is it that kathleen kennedy can't make a decision and stick with it she did it with solo they changed up how many times did they change up the staff at solo a couple times so what do you think is going to happen when you do that they well i mean it didn't quite work out no no so why do you but then you go and do it again when you had someone who wrote the script or whatever for episode nine. And it was from what we understand was going to be pretty good. And then they're like, no, 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 we're not going that route. We're going to go back with Abrams who doesn't look JJ Abrams has made some good stuff, but I don't know. It's he's kind of like a different version of Michael Bay. It's like, let me copy and paste as many death stars and star destroyers in here as I can, just so I can overstimulate you visually. So you don't realize that the plot of this is really terrible. Mm. Let me just flood special effects in here. So you're distracted by the fact that this storyline sucks. See, I don't think that's completely true because he's made some really good stuff in the past. It's just I didn't say he was totally bad. No, no, no. Like he's like I, I really like Super Eight. I liked um, I like the, the I love Super Eight. Yeah, Super Eight's great. I I, I really liked his uh, his first Star Trek um, like movie. Uh, I thought that was really good. But uh, and and I even liked the like the Force Awakens. I thought I thought it's it's fine. It's not great, but it's fine. But um. Yeah, I think I think it's it's just one of those th- one of those unfortunate things. They just really messed up that last one. 
they really messed up the last one. And I, I personally think they messed all three of them up, but the th that last one was just like the nail in the coffin. Yeah. Well, it, it was, it was like, um, you know, there was, there was so much fan backlash from the, from episode eight. And I think they got scared and it's like, well, you just make your, make the movie you want to make, you know, yeah. just do it. And trust the process, trust the people you've hired to do it. Exactly. And, um, because yeah, they tried to backpedal too much in the number nine. It was just, oof, it was bad. And I also think too, if you're going to do a trilogy, it might be wise to keep the same writers and directors on board. Yeah. So you have continuity because when you hire different people or you have this guy come in and this guy leave and or this guy's trying to interpret what this other guy wrote that you just fired. Yeah. It's like, eh, things get, get jostled up. Well, and they were trying to, like, there was no set story for all three episodes. They were making it up as they went along and that doesn't exactly work out. Which is weird because you had a ton of canon and fan fiction to go off of. Yeah. Why would you try to rewrite it and make it up? I I think it was it was one of those things where they bought the property and, and they were like, well, we're just going to make our own thing for some reason. Yeah, I don't. I don't that know. was a bad idea. <laughs> what is it? And But this feels a little bit like the book of Boba Fett feels a little bit to me like we just need to make this because it's a cash cow. Because a little bit of this Star Wars universe thing going on with Disney is, admittedly, Disney being like, we're sitting on a gold mine here. We yeah. just need to produce, produce, produce. Let's make as much money as we can. Yeah. And in, in the eyes of like John Favreau and Dave Filoni, these guys want to make quality content for yeah. the, the fans because they're fans. They've yeah. been fans their whole life. So they're actually in it for the, for the maybe the artistic side of it. Mm -hmm. At least that's what it seems like from the outside perspective. Yeah. But then there's Disney, which is running like a corporation yeah. that's saying, we just want to make money. Yeah. So let's just take all these characters that everybody loves. We'll each give them a show. We really don't care. Just make it happen because they're going to watch it no matter what. Yeah. You put Star Wars on it. They're going to list. They're going to watch it. Yeah. And in a way, it's a slap in the face, and it's just it's kind of unfortunate. Yeah. That's how it feels. Mm -hmm. I don't know what you think about that. Um, <laughs> I agree to a degree. I think um, I think Disney will pretty much do whatever they want to to make money. Um, yeah, like I. I'd be. I'm, I'm curious to know what the next, sh like, what the next shows are that they're going to be putting out, because um, clearly they're going to do a, a Mando season three. But they, they got Obi Wan. Obi Wan, true, yeah. And they got that other Jedi chick. What's oh, her that's name? right, Ahsoka. Ahsoka, yeah. yeah. So they've got those two. Okay, yeah. So I mean, like, it's definitely definitely cash grabs, but at the same time, they are listening to the fans because these are things that people want. I want this stuff. Yeah. I want to watch all of them. I'm excited about Obi Wan. I'm excited yeah. about, but I don't want it but I want it to be good. Like, I yeah. don't want you just to make it for, for making sense. Like, just don't make it to make it. Yeah. Make it where it works. And I know that they want to do kind of a Marvel universe effect here where everyone's kind of in all of these things are kind of moving around each other and, you know, crossing over and then maybe you can make a big movie with all of them in it. Yeah. Which would be cool. I think that's what they're trying to do. Yeah. But the problem is, is Disney's in the way. Yeah. And I think that's, what's mucking everything up. Yeah, uh, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I um, I guess you could say that. I um, I, I'm I don't know how hands on everybody is. Like, I, I don't know, I don't know how how hands on Disney is with the whole situation. But well, I think Disney CEO is like, we want we want these Star Wars movies to be good, so yeah. we can keep making them. Mm -hmm. 
and we want, but we want to make a lot of money. So let's keep pumping them out. Yeah. And then you have someone like Kathleen Kennedy who comes around and wants to be kind of a, she's supposed to be the one that takes the, the throne from George Lucas and continues this path forward because, you know, after all she worked under George Lucas and Steven Spielberg. So yeah. if anybody can take on the torch, it should have been her, but really she's, she's a fly in the ointment. She's the wolf in sheep's clothing. This woman's not really in it for the, the fans. She's more in it to push whatever views and agenda she has. Like, well, we got to have, we got to have a strong female character. Okay. Well, that's fine. I have a strong female character, but make it where it's like realistic, like, or make it where it, it's well-written at least. Don't, don't put Ray in this story where Ray doesn't have to struggle or figure things out. Ray's just like, Hey, I'm, I get picked up in the desert. Now all of a sudden I'm really strong with the forest. There's really no struggles here. And it's like makes for a boring character. Well, you know, you know what drives but, me crazy about that theory because people keep, keep saying that, but it's, it, it really is like, but Luke was the same thing. Like he was, yeah, I don't know. Cause like, if you look at Luke in episode six, he was not that strong of a Jedi. Like he could wield a lightsaber, but if Darth Vader wanted to, he'd cut him down yeah, in a heartbeat. Episode six. Eight or wait, hold on, four, five, six. Yeah, last uh, Return of the Jedi. But but he but he he uh, but he does strike down Darth Vader in, in that one. He doesn't really. No, he doesn't really strike down. I mean, he gets angry and then like kind of bashes it in, and then Vader's yeah. like, ah. Oh. But it's like, like look, Vader was on defense mode. That's why like everyone goes, well, why was this the lightsaber battle so boring in comparison to all? It's like because Vader wasn't trying to kill Luke. Vader was just there to like play defense and get Luke to come to to the dark side. He yeah. didn't want to kill him, but if he wanted to, Vader would have gunned him down. What like that that movie? Like I absolutely love that movie, but that like it does make you think because there can only be one Sith. Like there can only be two Sith lords: the Master and the Apprentice. And like, why is Darth Vader trying to get Luke to be the Emperor's apprentice? Because like. Like one of them has to go and like, you, you, like, have you thought about that? I've never thought about that to be honest, but you're right. But the thing about it is, is he has, maybe he has the same naivety as the Jedi where the Jedi think, well, we can create this temple and we can train all these people to be Jedi and we'll have this big force. But we also know that there's needs to be a balance in the force. Yeah. So, but it's like, well, you're just basically contradicting yourself. Yeah. You were supposed to bring balance to the force, not destroy. It's like, no, no, he did bring balance to the force. Yeah, he he killed all of you people. And now there's one Sith, one Jedi. Like, that's it. You know, so. Yeah. And it constantly keeps doing this kind of all like rotation of, you know, the Sith have more than the Jedi, but they all come kind of come back to two and two. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. I never would have thought about that. That's yeah, interesting. Like, 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 what are what are Darth Vader's motives for getting Luke to join the dark side? Because, like, he if if Luke joins the dark side, he's he's out of a job and he's probably dead. Well, and it would have been interesting if if let's say he does get Luke to come over, it would have been a pretty interesting kind of um, different universe, right? Yeah. Where Vader's plan the whole time was just to kill the Sith, like yeah. kill the Sith Lord and take over yeah. and be the because I mean ultimately where you you can't get promoted. Yeah. You're running the entire galaxy and you're taking orders from this old guy. Exactly. You're like, you know what? Screw you, old man. It's my turn now. And I'm going to bring my son up behind me and we're going to rule this empire together. They would fail so hard. Father and son. They would fail so hard because Darth Vader, does he never does anything right. He doesn't. He doesn't. It's interesting because he really doesn't. He's yeah. a really bad, he, again, he's a bad leader. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's very angry and, and he chokes people and he's scary, but he's not very, he's not, you know, he, he doesn't really He's not very successful at things. No, not at all. That's true. That's actually a really valid point. <laughs> I, I listen. 
I just, there's a problem in Hollywood in general. Okay. I'm going to go back to my corporate corporatism problem. <laughs> okay. There was a time where movies were being made for the sake of making a good movie. Yeah. You wanted to be, the guy was writing a script because he wanted to write a good movie. Yeah. The guy directed because he wants to direct good movies. Yeah. And, and maybe they still are, but there's something else getting in the way. And I feel like it's a corporate kind of vibe where it's like, okay, well, because think about how a corporation works. If you work for a corporate company, you have to follow rules because you're, you're big. Everyone sees you. So you have to check all the boxes. You got to meet all the rules and regulations. You got to have this many people who are working for you. And then you got to do this and this and this. It feels like movies are falling into that where it's like, okay, we're going to make this movie, but first we have to make sure we check all the boxes. So we have to have so many men, so many women, so many people of, of this race, that race. We got to make sure we represent this group of people and represent that group of people. But hey, don't do this because it could upset this. So let's just make, yeah. move this around. And then by the time you're done, it's like, this movie's just trash. Yeah. Because it's like, well, this movie was written for, it could have been written for a, woman, a female role. But then they're like, no, no, we're going to put... We're going to change it up. We're just going to make it a dude, which yeah. obviously it's never like that. It's always like, this was a male role. We just gave it to a female. Okay, well, that's fine. But now it doesn't work out because the character and what she says and how she acts doesn't really quite match up or make sense and or is believable. Yeah. It's like strong female character. I like strong female characters. Gina Carano's character in The Mandalorian is the perfect example of a strong female character. She looks the part. She acts the part. Her acting was subpar at times. I get it. But that, that's what a strong female... I don't look at Scarlett Johansson as a strong female character in terms of, like, strength. I'm not talking about acting and everything. I'm talking about, like, can Scarlett Johansson really walk into a room and kick a bunch of dudes' asses? Probably not. Black Widow could. Yeah, but if you meet, like, think about it. Okay, I get it. She can beat up the thugs who are have no fighting talent whatsoever. But if she goes up against a guy that's, like, a martial artist, she's going to get her ass kicked because he's going to overpower her. Are we but Gina about Carano is a martial artist. She's built like one. She's, she's tough. Like I, I would believe Gina Carano kicking Mando's butt more than I would like Scarlett Johansson's character, the black widow kicking Mando's butt uh -huh. because it's like, eh. like if you're going to cast a female role that she's like, then cast the right person. Who would be the right person? Gina Carano <laughs> as black widow. Yes. Because I love her. <clears throat> Clearly. She's great, man. I just think this corporatism is ruining Hollywood. I really do. I just think it's, 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 there's no creativity. It's what's the safe move. Let's just do a soft reboot, full reboot. Make sure you check all the boxes. And then when we all go to the movie theaters, we suffer for it. Like, like who, why did they think this was a good idea? Well, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you the secret to, um, to changing this sort of uh, situation is um, you don't go see the movie Yes, that is. If if you don't like, if if you suspect that you won't like what's going to be in this movie, don't go see it because that's the only way that a movie studio will change what they're doing. Yeah, and that's, well, and I haven't seen a lot of these new movies because of that. That well, that's that's what I, that's what my philosophy was about uh, the Justice League movie a few years ago because yeah. I uh, like I'd seen like some of the other DC movies and I said these are garbage, and I, I said I I don't. Like, I'm not going to like this new one. Like, why would I want to go see it? And I think a lot of other people said the same thing because then it didn't make any money. And then they, like, it like it, it kind of made the studio kind of step back and say, like, this isn't working. Like, what what do we need to change? And they're still kind of, they're still kind of figuring that out, that out at the moment. It's strange that DC has struggled beyond Batman because Batman seems to be a 
a decent home run for them, except maybe the Ben Affleck Batman. Yeah. They seem to do pretty well there, but everything else has just been kind of a, a flop. Yeah, with, with DC, they um, see it's it's the same thing with everybody else. Everyone is trying to copy the Marvel, uh, like the, the cinematic universe situation. Everybody wants a universe because yeah, it's it's so annoying when something works in Hollywood because then everyone else tries to copy it. And yeah, that's so true. <clears throat> like sometimes it'll work, but sometimes like more often than not, it does not. And so um, that's the like that's the biggest problem with the DC movies is that, is that they they wanted to have everything fit together. They wanted to throw everything on the wall and make it all blend at once, but it didn't quite. Uh, it wasn't quite successful. But um, there's. I think they're kind of backing off that now, and, and I've heard that apparently in this new Flash movie, they're uh, they're going to do something that will just make none of those movies happen at all. Like like the Flash is going to go back in time and just nothing. Like none of those will have happened. Well, the best way to to start over is just pretend like it never happened. Exactly in Hollywood, anyway. And yeah. in, in a way, it's like, can we do that with a new? Can we do that with seven, eight, nine? Can we just start over? Pretend like those never happened? At least nine. Get get rid of nine. Holy macro, man. I'm telling you, it's no it's so frustrating because it's like you had everything you needed. You had good characters. You had a good like George Lucas didn't leave you a good foundation. He left you a skyscraper yeah. to build off of. Like yeah. you didn't you had all you had to do was put paint on the walls. Right. And you went there and smashed the building down and started fresh and it was like Oh we don't know what we're doing. Yeah. So it's like no shit. You don't know what you're doing, and and it's very frustrating. I, I don't know. It, I, we can complain about it for days and hours, but obviously nothing's going to change. As far as the book of Bubba Fett, you know, dial to bring it all back home to that. Yeah, this just kind of felt like we got to get this character out there. The fans want it, but we didn't have any good idea. I'm really hoping that maybe. I just don't know where they go from here with this guy. What are they going to do? Are they going to talk about, because what is he going to do? Is he going to get involved with more crime lords and, and most Eisley and Espo or whatever on Tatooine? Like, what are we doing? What do you think this goes? That's a good question. I really have no idea because in a sense, I think it is like the Godfather. He's a crime lord and now he's successful, but um, I don't know what the next step would be. The only other logical thing that I can think of is someone's going to come around to try and throw him off his throne, but we've already... It's like, okay, this this season is him establishing his throne. He threw out three different factions in most on Tatooine yeah. in one single episode. All three of them turned on him, which we could have saw that a mile away. Yeah. And somehow he didn't, which goes again back to his – he's not a leader. Um, or he's not smart, something. But <laughs> it it's just like, okay, well, where do we go? So he's going to have someone come in and try to th overthrow him. Is that going to be interesting really enough to keep the story going? Is people Do people really care enough to see him try to maintain what Jabba the Hutt had? That's the real question. I um, I, I don't know. I, 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 I honestly don't know where you would go from here with, with the story because it's like his character arc kind of seems to have completed. There's nothing, there's not a lot there to build on. There's no growth for him either. Yeah. He's but, become the boss. Yeah. You know, he has everything. Yeah. Where do you go from here? I have no idea. See, that's what I'm saying. The the season dragged out in such a way where it's like, well, we could have had, it would have been, it would have made like more sense if, if the, the, the storyline was episodes one through seven, maybe where him going like, I'm still a bounty hunter. So I'm doing bounty hunter stuff. I have, 
fought against, I worked with the empire. Now I'm kind of a, a you know, shoehorn in here with the rebel forces trying to, I'm just kind of here doing my thing. And then eventually it's like, well, you know what? I'm going to go and settle down in Tatooine. Then maybe then it may, may make more sense. He's like, I'm an old man now, yeah. you know, cause he's, you could then bring in the actual guy who's playing him and says, look, I'm old now. Yeah. I'm going to settle in here and I'm going to take this place over. And then you could write it in such a way where maybe that spans out over a few seasons, but they literally compressed it all. But but they didn't do it in a way that I thought was interesting enough. And and he's stuck there on the planet now, so yeah, it's not like, it's not like he can just go have adventures elsewhere because he he lives there now. And how interesting is Tatooine, really? Not very. No, it's literally a giant desert of sand, yeah. and it it that's that's a really good point that you make, which is he's stuck there. Yeah. The Mandalorian's not stuck. Like, that's yeah. the beauty of the Mando. He and, and the beauty of the Mandalorian is like he's a bounty hunter. He's a Mandalorian. He can go anywhere and do anything. Yeah. We can write this. We have infinity possibilities exactly. when it comes to this guy and his yeah. character. And it's also he has so many ties now to the Jedi, his own creed. Uh, he's got little Grogu with him, so it's kind of interesting. Like, well, what's going to happen with Grogu? Because yeah. Grogu left Luke. Yep. Which I would have too. <laughs> you know, maybe he had the foresight to go, you're going to lose all this crap, dude. You suck. Look through Grogu. Like, he <laughs> threw him. He yeeted him. <laughs> I love that he gives him a choice. Like, this was Yoda's lightsaber. Don't ask how I got it. Yeah. But here it is. Which, by the way, was that not strange? Why do lightsabers just randomly appear now in the Star Wars universe when they they should have been gone? What do you mean? Didn't, didn't, um, I thought that Yoda lost his lightsaber. Did he? I don't remember. I swore he lost it in episode three. He could have. I, I, I don't remember. I um. I thought I read it somewhere where it said he did. I, you know, it's been a while since I've seen that movie, so he definitely could have, but I, 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 I can't remember if he did or not. He didn't have a lightsaber with him in four, five, and or in five and six when he was no. So we can assume that maybe he had it tucked away somewhere. It was like, oh, another day I play with this. He's got such a tiny little lightsaber too. It's like half the size of a regular lightsaber. Grogu, would you like this tiny light? It's a Padawan. It's a, a youngling lightsaber. Yeah, exactly. That's what he used. Except for, for little people. The people. Uh, well, listen, I don't know. I feel like we'll, we'll see what happens. I'm definitely excited about Mando season three. Yep. I think that's going to be really fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the idea of Okay. Now I'm a little, I, this just came to my head. What? I just got a thought because okay. now I'm worried about Obi-Wan. Why? Well, because first of all, Obi-Wan's storyline between episode f- three and episode four, he just hung out on Tatooine also. How much of this is going to be any different than Boba Fett's story? I, there was, um, there was a, a book series when I was a kid. It, it was, it was around the time of episode three, and it was basically about Obi-Wan's adventures between three and four. And I only read one of them, but I remember it being pretty good. And the, I I think there's a lot of potential there um, of just stuff that he can get into, but uh, I don't know what it might be. Because I was just trying to think, like, his job, he was told, go hide out on Tatooine. Yeah. So if that means if you're hiding out, it just means you're just chilling. Like you're not trying to get into trouble. Yeah, but uh, I think there's going to be. I, I mean, he he can go off world. He can do whatever he want to. There's there's. But he's not supposed to because he's supposed to protect Luke. Does he really protect Luke though? No. No. <laughs> no. 
Yeah. And it's like, this actor didn't really want to play Obi-Wan, so let's just kill him off in four. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, we'll just write it into the script. Exactly. He's like, I don't want to be a... He's, I can't what do was it. that voice? I can't do this voice. But he's like, oh, I don't want to be a part of your movie, but I reluctantly did it anyway. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. What's some other good... What are some good movies and shows coming down the pipeline that aren't Star Wars that you're excited about? Anything? Star Wars is it. No. The only good, only good content is Star Wars. Well, you're going to get plenty of content. Well, it may not be good, it, but it's content. I demand fan fiction. I demand fan movies. Everything. Let's make our own fan fiction movie. We could do it. <laughs> well, well uh, what would that be about? Who would our, who would our character be? Who's the who's a character that's just completely? Let's do one about. Um, we'll do one about a gonk droid. A gonk droid would be good. <laughs> yes. It'll just literally be thirty minutes of him going around with gonk gonk <laughs> gonk. That's all it'll be. You could be friends with And you me. know what? We'll what? make a lot of money because Star Wars will be attached to it. Star Wars, the toilet paper. The toilet paper. We will literally just follow Disney's marketing plan, which is just put Star Wars on it. They'll watch it. Yep, exactly. We don't care if it's any good. <laughs> Neither does Kathleen Kennedy, apparently. Well, uh, let, me, let me think in terms of stuff that's coming up. I know there's the Batman movie. It's going to be here next month. Um, I, I, I'm actually kind of excited about that. Yeah. It looks like it might be good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like the director. I, um, I I'm not completely sold on it. It doesn't really look all that fresh to me. I but I you know I'm willing to to give it a go. Well, how fresh can you be with Batman? I mean, they've done so many Batmans. Well, yeah. If 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 you think about if you think about how fresh it was when we went from the George Clooney Batman to the Christian Bale Batman. Right. Think about that jump. <clears throat> and this movie just kind of looks like it's like in the same vein and i don't know i'm, I'm sure it'll be fine but I, I think you're right um i don't know where you could go from there i think after this maybe they just go ahead and lay lay the batman to rest oh no <laughs> but no. don't put him to bed money more money. But how keep making the same thing yeah but, uh, why should... is it though because some people are gonna have to go like you know what enough i'm not watching the same thing repackaged over and over again with a different actor it's just got, it's one of those things, like, like I was saying, people have to stop going in droves to where they say, we need to figure out something else. Why is there a lack of creativity in Hollywood? Do uh, you think it's, there's not good writers out there or do you think it's just Hollywood playing it too safe and just doing soft reboots? I think, it, I, well, I, th I think it's the same thing as when people complain about like you, when people say that music isn't good nowadays, it's, you just have to look, you have to know where to look to find good stuff. Uh, the majority of music today is probably pretty bad well if you're if you look on the on the billboard chart yes but if right. you look in you know in the like the indie charts you can find some really good stuff but it, and it's the, it's the same with the um with the film industry like it's all about making money and you know like the stuff that makes money might not be what you want to go see but like if you look like around the corner you might find an, an indie film that you like or like like like, that, like the other thing is there's tons of streaming platforms now too and that's where a lot of like interesting things are going well and i i think we can to that point netflix was having so many great shows and movies because there was more indie in there in the beginning yeah but it feels like now that netflix has gotten so much bigger you've got these bigger movies coming out with big name stars like the rock and leonardo dicaprio and stuff like that it almost feels like oh, okay i see what happened here you started small we had a lot of indie guys coming in here making movies they were good they were unique and different and now we just have the same old kind of hot, you know, hot Hollywood trash of, well, let me put Ryan, let me put, you know, 
um, Leonardo DiCaprio in this movie, and it's going to make money. Well, they're still making tons of indies, though, because it, like every time I go to Netflix to look at anything, I'm like, I didn't know this existed. This is, you know, okay. You just got to make sure your alg- algorithms are right so you're seeing it, because a lot of times it just gets pushed back behind everything else. So yeah. you just got to make sure you're looking for it. But I agree with you. I think indie is where it's at. I yeah. really do. Mm-hmm. Well, listen, on that note, I think we're going to wrap it up. No! No, 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 no. You don't no. want me to hit this button? Okay, go ahead. No, no, I'll, I'll, we can keep going. No, go, go ahead. I make the rules here. I don't know if you Fine, know this. Fine, go ahead. <laughs> Get out of here. John, I appreciate you coming on, man. Of course. Thanks for having me. It was me. good having you here. I, I enjoyed our conversation about Star Wars and, you know, life. Life. And, and feelings. Corporatism. Deep, deep emotions. Do you think you'll ever write a movie? I've done it before. Have you? Uh-huh. It's not fun. I didn't know this. Not for me, anyway. I did not know this. Yeah. Wait, yes, I did, because didn't you give your script to Kate? I probably did. I don't remember. This is interesting. You should bring it out. I want to hear it. You should, like, read some stuff from it. I want to know about it. Sure. Anytime. That would be cool, man. Sure. Well, we'll have you back on soon. Sweet. So, thank you for coming on to the show. Glad to be here. Absolutely. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, we thank you. Look forward to seeing talking again later this week. Y'all have a good one and good night. Emotional damage.